0: You know, we told a bit uh, of Adam's uh, story of me uh, mentoring him being his uh, his older brother, I guess. I'm going to go a bit deeper uh, into that. I'm going to tell you a bit of his story as well um, whilst we're doing this. So, I'm so privileged to be able to speak to you. I'm really excited. I can't see anybody's face and, you know, it always sucks. But I can see your eyes, sort of, so I can see you there, so... All righty, so our story starts in the year 2003. On the 9th of December, a young man was born in Southport, England, the best city in the world. <laughs> I hear the laughs everywhere and yeah, it's, it's not true, sorry guys. I, don't, I love Southport, but yeah, come on, let's be realistic. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's born in Southport. He was born into a non-Christian family with a mum and with a dad and a sister. But sadly, at the age of eight, his father uh, passed away. You know, the story starts already pretty sad. The the fact his father figure. The person who a young boy is, is meant to look up to, who is meant to, to, he's meant to be, want to be like the father, he's, he's passed away, he's no longer here. However, he stayed steadfast and strong through this still. Later, he began school. Um, well, he was already at school at the age of eight, but he hated school Why he got bullied from the primary school and high school, and so through this he began to resent people, he hated life, to be honest with you, and he just didn't want anything to do with life at all, literally at all. However... Through this time, he he found himself going to church. His uh, his family um, took him to church. He found himself uh, yeah attending church, and this is the first time that I met this young man. And I remember he he walked in. Uh, all three foot of him. Now he's flipping huge much bigger than me. He walked through the door. I was playing football with my friends, you know, minding my own business. And because he was little and because you, we have no goalkeepers, we're like, hey, mate, you go on net. And so anyway, um, I'm running down the, the wing of the church. We played indoors in the church. And uh, I, you know how powerful my shot is, Sam Odie. Oh, I took a shot, smacked him in the face. The ball smacked him in the face. I was like, yes. But, um... It wasn't like, yes, because he he was a little kid crying on the ground because a ball hit him in the face. Um, And his tooth was, uh, let's say, slightly loose. Um, It's a proud moment of my life, that is, mate. No, um, little did I know that that young kid who walked through the door would be such a huge impact to me. So, this is where Glasshouse comes in. Uh, like my um, pastor Malin said, my mum, she was talking about how Glasshouse Church started. It started with uh, her talking to us about um, starting a church aimed at young people. We're like, yeah, come on, we need a church for young people in our town of Southport, the best city in the world. And um, my first thought was I knew this young man, this young boy. Uh, I got on really well with him. I went to the same school as him. And so I was like, okay. Um, Adam, he's, he need I like him. <laughs> kicked a ball at his face once. Um, I'm going to spend some more time with him. Let's invite him to youth. So Nathan and I started youth on Wednesday, and um, only one person turned up. And um, that was Adam with his hand up there. And you know, we, we spent time together. We had a lot. Of pizza, And I kid you not, the amount of pizza that we consumed was unholy. It was ridiculous. It, honestly, it was insane. And we had, we played a lot of Xbox. Um, and occasionally we would, you know, teach him about God. And that was the true power and the true meaning of why he was there. And so he began to stay at our house on Wednesdays. Uh, Because we were able to pick him up from school. We were like, hey mate, you may as well come home. Um, You can have dinner with us. Uh, You can stay with us because we have youth, and then we'll take you to school in the morning. And then he started staying on Fridays all the way till Sunday. And then he would, during the holidays, he would stay seemingly all the holidays. Um, And then during the summer, he would stay, I would say, probably three quarters of the summer with us. And so, you know, we loved hanging, having him around um, and loved having him there. But we were beginning to wonder, you know, why, why does he want to spend so much time with us? You know, he's, he's, he's got um, a mom and a sister uh, at home, but he's spending a lot of time with us. And so it came to a point where we had to ask some questions. And we found out that he was sleeping on probably a chair like this. Not exactly like this, but maybe a bit bigger. And that made me angry and quite upset, as you can still make me a bit upset to this day. But what I wanted to do this, I wanted to take him under my arm. I wanted to, wanted to say, you know, man, we've got, we've got a place that you can stay. You know, that Wednesday and that Friday, Saturday to Sunday turned into a full week that he was staying with us. And the, um, social, uh, the social services came in and they said, you know, we've got to take him away from home. We didn't know he was sleeping on a chair. Um, and we were like, okay, right, so we... We have a place where he can stay. Can you please stay with us? Please don't put him into uh, anything that will, you know, just that he doesn't know. We want him to have a place where he feels safe, feels loved, and a place where he wants to be. And so, my goodness, did we fight for him! I remember uh, sitting down with him. Uh, I was here in our lounge room. There's a couch here. There's a couch there. I'm sitting on it, and I just bawled my eyes out. I was like, bro. I'm going to fight for you. We're going to get you a place where you feel safe, get you a place where you feel happy, where you're being fed, where you're sleeping comfortably, with a roof over your head, with people that love you, with people that you're familiar with. And we won. We we were able to um, keep him, which is just absolutely amazing. It made my year, made my day, made, oh, it was just absolutely insane. And he literally became my little brother, which is uh, just beautiful. And now he, he stands before you, or well, he's sitting now, <laughs> but he stands before you, he, he's singing his heart out, he's, he's talking, he's just the most incredible young man, so courageous, so strong. His dad died at the age of eight, yet he stands steadfast, yet he stands strong and tall as ever. You know, he was, he was sitting here and like saying, oh, thanks, Josiah, so much for everything you've done, which, you know, thanks, bro, that's incredible. But the reality is I just made myself available for God to use me to help him out. For God to use our house as a, a safe place. Um, for him to feel welcome. You know it's challenging opening your house. Uh, more challenging for my, for my, my parents. Um, but we open our house to the interns now. Uh, and Adam he lives with us permanently now. And all I did was make myself available to him. All I did was play a bit of Xbox. All I did was play a bit of tennis, a bit of football. He uh, still hasn't beaten me at any of those things. <laughs> there will come a day, I'm sure, and I'll get really embarrassed and never ever play a game again against him. But I spent time and I sacrificed my own time could have been doing other things. Oh, but I've got to come home to Adam because he wants to hang out. I could be doing whatever. But I really felt that there was a huge importance in spending time with him. And then it was later on, and I found myself wanting to go back to my hometown in Melbourne in Australia. My sister lives there now. Uh, my grandparents lived there, most of my family, the majority of them. And I was like, oh my goodness, this country is so cold. Oh, it's so wet and rainy. It's so grey. And I was like, oh, I just want to go back to Australia. But then I just had a realization. I was, I think I was just praying and I was like, God, where do you want me to be? And I felt him just say, you know, one hour with Adam is better than a full year being comfortable in Australia. Oh, that was challenging. Oh, that was challenging. But I was like, you know what? That is so true. That is so, so true. So I pursued him. I continued being his mate. I continued being his older brother. When he'd come home from school after peer, he would stink. Oh, my goodness. And I'd say, Bro. Get your butt in the shower, bro. Honestly, I taught him how to brush his teeth because he wasn't brushing his teeth all the time. Sorry you weren't, were you, mate? Let's be honest. But he brushes his teeth all the flippin' time. He's a good boy. He puts deodorant on when he smells. He's just fantastic. He really is. And it's that brotherly, brotherly relationship that I love. And I'm so proud of him. (laughs) I just love him, and my aim now is for him to to take what I do and take it further and further than I ever could before, and that's my, my goal for him, I want to continue to spend time with him, and for him to spend time with someone who was like him, or who is either struggling or just a a normal guy who he wants to bring to Jesus, wants to bring to God. And, yeah, so uh, you might not have noticed, but I'm wearing a top today. Um, I think it's a pretty cool top. You guys might not, but I don't care. (laughs) It says um, future projects on it. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, And then I looked a bit deeper at my T-shirt as I was putting it on this morning. I was like, hmm, you know, there's something I could say about that. Um, There's something that is quite powerful about that. And I want to be a person who focuses on that next generation, who puts my time, my effort into... Putting my strength, everything that I've learned from being discipled myself, into that next generation, so that can, they can go further and further than I could possibly ever do. That they could continue the good work that God has called me to do. That they can continue to make disciples of all nations. That is my role. I meet on Thursday with a bunch of the um, the young guys, uh, some of the worship leaders. And we met this Thursday. Um, I had a great time. I loved it. I loved spending time with them. I loved investing my, 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 my faith in God. I loved teaching them what worship means. And oh my goodness, I flippin' loved it. And my aim is to to give everything that I possibly can into these young guys who come on Thursday. To strengthen them, my my ultimate goal is to see them flourish, to see them become everything that God has called them to. And the joy and the reward of, of seeing Adam worship lead, of seeing Asher worship lead, of seeing Natalie and Isabella worship lead, it's just insane. It is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life. Spending time loving the young guys and seeing their potential skyrocket. And we all can do this. I was 16, 17. I just knew a kid who I wanted to spend time with. You can do this at your work. You can do this at school. You can do this in every avenue of life. Find someone you think you can, you can see them going to the next level. You can see their potential. You want to get it out of them. Spend time with them. And I don't mean just sending them a text. I don't mean just going for a coffee. I mean going to the cinema. Obviously, we can't now, but you know what I mean in the future. <laughs> I, mean, I mean doing everything that they want to do. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but just do it. We can all do it. Make disciples of all nations. Be people who focus on this next generation, on the future. Thank you guys very much.